Hi everyone, welcome to Everything IR. Today it's with me, Suspin. Hi, I'm Aditi. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the ongoing debate around booster shots. So, Suspin, we're now like one and a half years into the pandemic, and I don't see an end anytime soon. So now we're kind of getting to the part where there's talks about, okay, do we need a solution every year? How are we going to address this in the short term? Where do we need to go? And quite recently, they discovered that when you get a vaccine that the effects of it kind of decline I think over time for Mm -hmm. Pfizer, Moderna and another one. So the ongoing debate now is well do we need to kind of continuously make sure that people's immunity level is at a certain rate or what should we do? So that's our kind of discussion for today and it links back to the previous one we had right? Yeah of course. So earlier in March we released an episode looking at vaccine nationalism and the idea of vaccines as being the way out of the pandemic. And then we also cover topics of the securitization of the pandemic in which public health policy became securitized. So that became a national emergency. And under this broad brush, uh, you know, legislation could be passed very quickly without proper or adequate checks and balances put in place. But yeah, we we chose to do a refresher because back then, obviously, vaccines were touted as the way out of the pandemic. Um, and here we are in October, and vaccines are no longer this do it once and we're good. They're increasingly becoming, like you said, regular phenomenon. Well, I think they didn't really take into account how many people, A, wouldn't get the vaccine and how difficult it would be to get it to the rest of the world. Like it, we were talking back then about how vaccine equity was going to be super important. And since then, you know, we've not really seen that globally. The kind of a lot of Western countries, UK, US, most of like Western Europe and I think Israel and one or two other countries have really high vaccination rates, but it's just not a global phenomenon. Mm. So vaccines may be the way out, but at the moment, they're just not accessible for everyone, are they? Uh, absolutely. Low-income countries, whether you know you refer to as that, um, emerging market economies or the, the global south, uh, referring to countries kind of outside of North America, Europe, these countries outside of the global north, they've had an extremely hard time having access to COVID vaccines. Whereas in the global north, we're almost swimming in them, and and there's swimming you know the there's statistics. Being discarded, right? Yeah, like we're having yeah. you know millions of vaccines just going off, kind of crazy, and there's people who still haven't had their first jabs. I mean, looking at the statistics, as of August twenty third, thirty two point five percent of the world population has received a single dose against COVID nineteen. However, only one point four percent of people in low income countries have received a single jab which is kind of a stark sign that there is a global vaccine divide but that kind of brings us to where we are in the debate today the crux so we're first going to just you know go over the debate before we continue into you know what we should maybe think about doing but the question at the moment is well we know that so much of the world isn't vaccinated but we know that immunity rates are kind of declining for people who've already had both vaccine doses Mm -hmm. um you know, we're just learning about that now. So do we need to kind of address the declining immunity or do we need to focus on, you know, vaccine equity? Should we do both? I think that's kind of the crux of the debate we're seeing right now. Would you agree, Sussman? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky issue. Um, 
There's a legitimate argument being made that over time, the effectiveness of vaccines does wear off a little. And there's a strong case to be made that, especially for, you know, vulnerable people, people with like immunocompromised systems, frontline health workers, that they do deserve a booster jab just to ensure that they do remain fully protected against COVID. But of course, it is quite, it's quite hard to also take into account the fact that there is a sharp disparity in the equity of COVID vaccines vaccines and there's equally you know strong case to say actually no we need to focus on increasing equity because whilst this remains you know not the case we have increased risk of new variants emerging not to put you know everyone into greater peril i mean just for example the delta variant originally came from india and it's the most widespread strain and it's in 163 countries. And it seems like, you know, with the variants coming out, it feels almost like each variant is getting more and more tricky to kind of handle. And mm. so there's also like a very legitimate fear that if we don't kind of get the rest of the world vaccinated quickly, there's going to be a variant that's just resistant to the vaccine. And that kind mm-hmm. of puts us back, you know, score zero. So... And and just to give a little bit of context, when dealing with previous uh, pandemics, measles and polio, for example, the percentage of the population with immunity required to kind of have a strong herd immunity was 80 to 95%, which is absolutely not there at the moment. So it starts to bring us to the question of does equity matter? Because at the moment, in a lot of Western countries, it seems like that debate is kind of absent. Like it is there within the global health community, but the idea of equity seems to take second place behind kind of ensuring the health of their citizens first, right? And this kind of first mentality mm. seems to, like, it seems to persist in kind of the different points of the pandemic we've been through. As you said, it takes like a global effort and kind of global vaccination rate to kind of come out of this. And the WHO from the start of the pandemic has been saying, no, we, you know, we need to kind of make sure that it's not just vaccinated all of our citizens first we need to make sure that there's kind of um you know equal vaccination rate globally that we work on it together and make sure that we build it up together and that just hasn't been there but with the rise of this debate when we when there's been pushback around against the idea of booster shots a really common common saying is well we can do both right we can do both but it just it doesn't seem like that the equity part has even kind of been touched on till now you know the COVAX program was supposed to be kind of this great equalizer but it's not it's not really proven to be so it seems like there needs to be a genuine focus on it kind of like you know putting it on the limelight yeah of course um you've raised really key points here it's not to say that you know COVAX hasn't had some success it has been able to unite a lot of countries across the world and that borne some fruit but more than 50 countries have missed the world health organization's target for 10 percent of their populations to be fully vaccinated by the end of september and this is despite you know these enormous pledges being made by for example the g7 or the eu um, and some research points that although more than 1 billion doses have been pledged less than 15 percent have been delivered so far so there's a lot of talk going on but we've yet to see this fully materialize and you know there's you know some people out there that kind of consider covax to to be almost for show to an extent perhaps a more effective way of utilizing covax would be to so what's known as the like technology transfers you know actually sharing how vaccines are made directly to manufacturers across the world um, and tackling the kind of the IP issues surrounding vaccine production. If COVAX was an initiative that could solve these issues, we might see a much stronger response. But but no, at the end of the day, COVAX doesn't hold this focus, although there's been some 
um, talk, I believe Joe Biden has kind of commented on the issue. There's still no concrete plans to to do this. Yeah, but I completely agree with you. I think like it seems to an extent. I mean, I think if you're a world leader, obviously your domestic base is something you're going to place as a priority uh, hmm. when kind of dealing with these issues, especially kind of like when you have to talk about it publicly, you want to make your domestic population feel secure. But it seems like you know world leaders also have the ability to make equity seem like it is a priority issue and they've kind of not done so mm. as much they've just they've discussed it from time to time but this entire issue has somewhat become a very almost nationalistic issue as we discussed like in the last episode and we are kind of in the point in the pandemic where i think people are getting what like pandemic fatigue yeah. and people are becoming more <laughs> and more susceptible kind of to this ish- idea that well maybe this is just going to be a yearly thing that we need to handle maybe this is just going to be like something that we're going to have to do time and time after again get a vaccine vaccine dose every year and whatnot but you know it to me it seems like we're not quite at that point yet but we're putting ourselves in that direction especially by going down the route of while the booster shot is necessary uh like no debate dot 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 and this was brought up by chief executive officers of Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and they said if we get into a mindset where we're thinking about a booster dose for richer countries every year when so many poor countries have not even covered health workers we will really fail we have really failed to meet our obligations to the rest of the world and they continue on to talk about how that you know it puts us in this mindset and we just you know, the idea of needing to achieve equity, needing to kind of achieve healthcare systems that can, you know, deal with these issues that come up because COVID-19 is the current pandemic we're in, but it's predicted we're going to see pandemics more and more often. It just, it escapes us, I think. And one aspect I think worth highlighting, and I think it's most obvious here in the UK, but you know, please do come in with the with an American perspective. In July, that's when we had the, you know, the lifting of all the restrictions. <laughs> Essentially, the government said there is no coronavirus anymore. And I feel like there's a link between the push to just have this stranglehold on vaccines. To be clear here, in March, the OECD reported that high-income countries, accounting for 16% of the world's population, had negotiated vaccine supply agreements for over half the world's supply. That essentially high-income countries are able to, you know, throw preventive policies out the window and say, go ahead, meet whoever you'd like, because we have access to vaccines. It seems just selfish. And I'd like to also say, like, of course, of course, there's, you know, mass benefit to the lifting of these restrictions, you know, for the economic reasons, for health and social reasons. But to do it so recklessly in the face of such clear inequity globally, it's kind of just shocking. It's not just shocking, it's going to come back to bite us. We already know it Mm. did, Delta variant. And then, like, we know that this inequity does have real consequences. We live in an age of globalization what happens across the world is going to impact us especially in terms of health it's i think it's just very short-sighted i completely agree with you so that brings us to the point of that's the current debate right the current debate is around well do we need these shots or should we focus on equity can we do both and at the moment it doesn't really look like both is going to happen it seems like it's quite well recognized by the scientific community as well the chief one of the chief officers of the lancet wrote an article review uh, that detailed that as well and the who has been against this almost from the very start this is not for everyone getting the booster shot it's just people who are not healthcare workers and Mm. vulnerable individuals so 
the question is obviously there's going to be developments that are going to change this debate we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but from the point of view of today what do you think we should do Sussman? I think that of course you know high income countries can actually action the pledges they're making for a start but also I believe having the the tech transfers having the easing IP restrictions allowing COVAX to you know flourish and actually provide the know-how to actually manufacture vaccines absolutely minimum cost by you know sharing this ip property that would be a critical way to increase the amount of vaccines available and, and in this instance it'd actually be a case where by increasing production globally you could essentially have both of course there's going to be issues with supply and we have to stand against you know vaccine nationalism the export limits placed for example india has placed limits on the key kind of ingredients f- uh, to make the vaccines this world really does need to come together on this yeah I think I completely agree with you. The way forward is not by climbing over each other. We have to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, make a global push to get end this together. Both, you know, as a pandemic suggests, if your neighbour has it, then there's a good chance that at some point you might catch it too. The best way to stay safe is if you're safe together. So we're going to keep an eye on this debate because it's still developing. We never know when a new variant is going to emerge. We never know when there's new information that's going to be released on how the vaccine immunity and its effects kind of decline or whatnot. But for the time being, I think we can agree that this debate for the moment is not in favour of booster shots. And I think we just kind of need to not get fatigued by COVID-19 in such a way that it just seems like this is the way out. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today and this was meant to be a short episode and if you we're going to be trying to make more mini-sized episodes here and there so if you enjoyed let us know. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.